So uh, let him know you appreciate him. We had a great time. We had a great time in first service, so I'm, I'm believing God for the same thing. So open up your hearts and let Pastor Mike know you love him this morning. Amen. Can you hear me now? Because I'm not from the Bronx. Jill once not, one, a few, few months ago said to us, we need to buy a boat. You know, check this out. And I was like, Buy a boat. I can't even I can't even put an air conditioner in a window without it falling out. You want to buy a boat? <laughs> and I said to her, You heard of the, the Kardashians? She said, Yeah. I said, Yeah, we're the no cashians. <laughs> we ain't getting a boat. But then I was like, that was funny. I liked it. Anyway, let's ask the Lord to bless the word and then let's 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 get into it. He's got a good word for you today. Amen for all of us. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for worship this morning, Lord. Thank you for orchestrating all that is going on in not only in our lives, but in, in this service today. Let it be a blessing to our heart. Let it be a comfort to us. Let it strengthen us, guide us. Let it give us hope. And above all things, let it give us victory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So my... My portion of scripture that the Lord gave me is a, a familiar portion of scripture. It's Isaiah 41.10. And it says, so do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. It's a, it's a familiar portion of scripture, but God wants to, he wants to let you know, listen, you may be going through things and you feel like there's no one to help. But I want to let you know something. God is here and he's committed to helping you. You know, you may, I, I, if I ask for a show of hands, how many people before you ever read a Bible, before you ever went to church, before you ever said a sinner's prayer, you got yourself in a mess and you said to God, God, if you get me out of this, I'll never do it again. Right? Amen. We got real religious back then, you know. Hey, hey, God, oh, you know, I'm in this little pickle here. And if you get me out of it, I'll never do it again. The crazy thing is, is God got us out of it. You want to know? And he's like, you can say, well, he was under no obligation. No, he wasn't. But you know something? He knit you together in your mother's womb. And the thing is, God is a God of help. All right? And he doesn't say, well, you don't meet the qualifications for me to help you. You called on him with a sincere heart. And he's like, okay, I'll help you. Because he's merciful. He's kind. He's gentle. He's loving. He's faithful. Here's the thing. He looks at you and says, you're made in my image. How can I abandon the image of, of man who I created? And then he said, when he looked at you, he said it was good. Didn't turn out too good, but he said it's good. So what's he going to do? He's going to abandon you? No, he's going to help you. And God is a God of help. And so we have to, we have to understand that 
it, there's not the qualifications. It's not, well, you know, you, 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 you didn't say the prayer the right way, so I can't help you. He's not a religious God. He's a relationship God. And because he's a relationship God, when we find ourselves in places of, of turmoil or struggle or whatever may be your trouble or, and you need help, God's like, I want to help you. And so God is a God of help. And so he says here in Isaiah, so do not fear for I'm with you. Don't be dismayed for I'm your God. I will strengthen you and I will help you and I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Now, there's a saying that people think is in the Bible. And it said, God helps those who help themselves. I've been reading the Bible close to 40 years. I can't find that anywhere. Because the, the truth of the matter is, is God does not help those. He, God helps those who can't help themselves. He's the God of help, the God of all help. So when I find I'm in a place where I can't help myself, guess what? God helps me, and God helps you. Now, here's a scary saying. Hello, I'm from the government, and I'm here to help. You can't run a post office or an Amtrak train and you want to help me? No, thank you. Let me tell you something. You want to know who, help, who can help me? The one who created the heavens and the earth. He can help me. The one who saved my soul. He can help me. The one who forgave my sins. He can help me. The one who defeated death, hell, and the grave. He can help me. The one who's coming back and who's going to have a throne in Jerusalem, who's going to put the devil in, in chains for a thousand years and give us peace on the earth for a thousand years, guess what? He can help me. You can't help me. The best you can do is rob me. And you've been doing a good job at that. So God is a God of help. See, the proud person says, I don't need, any, I don't need help from anyone. I'll do it myself. The insecure person says, I needed help, but I didn't want to be a burden. See, people like that, they, they don't know how to ask for help. Or they're fearful. Or they're so insecure, they, uh, you know, I, I just don't want to be a burden. Yes, I'm going through it. I don't know what to do, but you know what? Uh, it's, the best, it's the best that I can, I can see uh, for the time being. So they, they say to themselves, I don't want to be a burden. The wounded person said, I'd ask for help but I'll just be disappointed again. See, the person has a history of when they went to ask for help, people said, all right, I'll be there, and then they didn't show up. Or I'll get you through this. How about the person that when they help you, they never let you forget that they helped you? Remember that time back in 1964 when I helped you? Yeah. I, I just want to make sure you didn't forget about it. That guy, yeah, that guy. You know, oh, yeah, I helped you. I remember, I, yeah, you owe me one. I helped you. So the wounded person said, I'd ask for help, but I'll just be disappointed again. The addict says, there is no help for me. See, the addict, he may have gone through rehab, he may have gone through, but only found himself again back in the pit, back in addiction. And so he looks and he says, there is no help for me. I tried, but I failed. And though people tried to help me, I end up back in the same situation. So really, right now, there is no help for me. But God says, in an acceptable time, I have heard you. 
And in the day of salvation, I have helped you. Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. God is, is, in, is in the business of helping people. Think about this. The greatest help we ever received was when God revealed Jesus Christ to us. When we were at our lowest place. You know, I don't know where you are, but I remember where I was, and it wasn't a good place, and God revealed himself to me. And that was a great, I was, whoa. And I looked across the street, and there was a church, and the gates were open, and the lights were on. And I looked down at my feet, because I knew I was in trouble. Remember when you were a kid, when a kid gets in trouble, it's the first thing to do. They look at their feet. Well, I looked at my feet, because I knew I was in trouble. But then I looked up, and there was the church. And God said, choose. And I chose. Not some, some great, you know, there was only two places. It was either heaven or hell, and I was standing right in the midst of hell. So I walked over and went into church and heard about Jesus Christ and accepted Jesus Christ as my Savior. And God changed my life, and he did the same thing for you. Why? Because he's here to help you. The greatest help we ever received was salvation. And here's the thing, God, and, and God could be like the man that says, well, I helped you on that street corner. I got you, I'm not helping you again. But isn't it amazing, even though we got saved and filled with the Holy Spirit and cleansed by his blood, we still seem to get ourselves into trouble. But the beauty of it is God always gets us out of it. And so I want to share with you today from this scripture how God helps us. See, we all need help in some fashion or another. There are days and will be days when we are in desperate need of help. See, some days, we, there's always something in our lives we can say, you know, I really could use a little help here, or I could use a little help there. But then there are days when, when, when things hit us at such a pace or at such a surprise that we find ourselves in a whirlwind, and we're wondering, oh, I need help, but I don't know where to turn to or where to go or who to call. We, we get into such a place that confusion hits us, a fear or anxiety, and we don't know which, which way to turn. We find ourselves overwhelmed. We find ourselves like with the tsunami that hits us, and we're wondering, I don't know which way to turn. I don't know how to handle the situation. I don't have the answers. I don't know where to go. Help. That's when God comes in and he helps. See, we live in a society today where people would rather pull out their phones and record you than help you. How many times have you seen on you know, on the internet, where someone's being mugged or beaten up and people are standing there filming it instead of helping. You outnumber the mugger. Why don't you get, it, get, out, get in there and jump in and help out the muggy? No, I'll just, I'm just going to, I'm doing my civic duty. I'm taking a picture and then I'm going to post it online. We've, we've become really lost as a society. I want to share with you some songs from a, from a bygone era that shows how much we have digressed as a society. 1965, the Beatles wrote, Help. It says, Help, I need somebody. Not just anybody. Help, you know I need someone. Help. When I was younger, so much younger than today, I never needed anybody's help in any way. But now these days are gone and I'm not so self-assured. And now I find I've changed my mind and I've opened up the doors. Help me if you can, I'm feeling down. And I do appreciate you being round. Help me get my feet back on the ground. Won't you please, please help me? In oh so many ways, my independence is, they seems to vanish in the haze. 
But now every now and then, I feel so insecure. I know that I just need you like I've never done before. Help me if you can, I'm feeling down. And I do appreciate you being around. Help me get my feet back on the ground. Won't you please, please help me? In April of 1972, a song by Bill Withers. Sometimes in our lives, we all have pain, we all have sorrow. But if we are wise, we know that there's always tomorrow. Lean on me when you're not strong and I'll be your friend. I'll help you carry on. For it won't be long till I'm gonna need somebody to lean on. Please swallow your pride if I have things you need to borrow. For no one can fill all of those needs that you need to let show. So just call on me, brother, when you need a hand. We all need somebody to lean on. I just might have a problem that you'll understand. We all need somebody to lean on. Lean on me when, I'm, when you're not strong, and I'll be your friend. I'll help you carry on. You got a friend. When you're down in trouble and you need some love and care and nothing, nothing is going right, close your eyes and think of me, and soon I will be there to brighten up even your darkest night. You just call out my name, and you know wherever I am, I'll come running to see you again. Winter, spring, summer, fall, all you got to do is call, and I'll be there. You got a friend. If the sky above grows dark and full of clouds, and that old north wind begins to blow, keep your head together and call out my name aloud. Soon you'll hear me knocking at your door. You just call out my name, and you know wherever I am, I'll come running to see you again. Winter, spring, summer, or fall, all you got to do is call, and I'll be there. Yes, I will. You've got a friend. You want to know what all of those songs have in common? They were all written before 1973. What happened in 1973? The Supreme Court passed the law that abortion was allowed in this nation, and that changed us as a society. We went from a society that would help each other to a society that turns our back on one another. We went from a society that used to sit on the front stoop to now living on the back deck. We've turned our back on our neighbor. And we left them behind. And we look at trying to help somebody and we say, I don't want to get involved. Instead of rolling up our sleeves and getting involved. See, people say that the church doesn't care, but if the church would be the church and show that they care, more people would, would be sitting in these seats. See, maybe the world has gone cold, but we shouldn't. Maybe the world has turned its back on, on its neighbor, but we shouldn't. See, if I remember correctly, there was this uh, Samaritan that got jumped and beaten up by some robbers. And there was a religious man on his way to prayer and he, he stepped aside from him because he was too religious and too holy and didn't have time for the man. But then there was a Samaritan and he got down off of his donkey and he put the man on it and then he put, brought him to a hotel and he paid for his things and he bandaged up his wounds and he says, listen, take care of him and after you're done taking care of him, if it gets too expensive, I'll come back and pay the rest of the bill. Jesus gave that to us as an example and says, learn from the Samaritan. 
Maybe we need to learn again from the Samaritan what it is to be your neighbor to one another. And so we've lost a lot in society. See, one of the hardest things to do when you're in a panic or in pain or in distress or overwhelming trouble is to ask for help. See, we get fearful that we're going to be judged or I'm in trouble and I don't know where to turn for help or I'm in trouble and if I keep going to the same person and it seems like every time I'm in trouble, I just keep going to the same person and maybe I've worn out my welcome. See, in the body of Christ, there is no welcome mat. We, don't, we can keep going back to the same people. Why? Because we're, we're related now because of Jesus Christ. And no matter, and if I have to go, to, if I've gone to the Lord, what did, what did Peter say? Lord, how many times should I forgive my brother? Seven times 77? Do you remember? No. It's, it's not, it, there, there, is no, there is no end to the forgiveness that we have to give one another. If I find myself in trouble again and I got to pick up the phone and call the same person again, that person is going is to be there. And you know why? Because he's always been there. Amen. How many of us have picked up the phone over and over again and called this man and that man has been there? This man never hung up the phone and he's always been there to help you. Because he knows the call and he knows, the, he knows what it is to, sh to shepherd his sheep. But I want to let you know that this is, that w when we're in places of help or panic, we get to a place where we don't know where to reach out. The ultimate help and the first help that we need comes from God. See, the Bible is full of scripture where God is available to help us. And I'm going to share a couple of them with you today to help increase your faith in God. See, as we look again at Isaiah 41.10, listen to this. Close your eyes and listen. It says, so do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. See, there's two encouragements and three promises from the word of God today that I want to, that I want to share with you. The first promise that, the first encouragement that God gives us is very simple. Chill out, I got you. See, he says in scripture, fear not, for I'm with you. What's the first thing that happens when we get in trouble? We get panicky. Right? The first thing that happens, we get fearful. Well, how am I going to cover this? Which way do I go? Who do I call? How do I do this? How did I get myself in this? Where did this come from? Sometimes we, the trouble that comes upon us is not the trouble we've made, but somebody else made it for us, and we have to carry the burden. You got kids? Twenty-somethings think they know everything. You, you know, what, what, do you, what do you know? You don't know anything. I, you, you, you don't tell me how to live my life. I'm going to tell you how to live your life because I've lived life and I've been around the earth, been around the sun 61 times. I know the pitfalls. What do you know? You're old-fashioned. And sometimes our emotions get the best of us. And they lie to us when we are in need of help. See, one of the things we say when we're in trouble, and it's we, the first thing we ask is, God, where are you? God, I'm in trouble here. Where are you? How come this happened? And the scripture says, fear not, for I'm with you. 
It also says in Psalm 46, verse 1, God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. See, we think God's abandoned us, and God's like, no, I'm right here with you in the midst of it. See, the thing with trouble is trouble is loud. It screams at you. It robs you of joy. It robs you of peace. It robs you of vision. And so you, you wake up and trouble is, on, is, is with you. You go to bed and it's laying on your chest. You try to turn over and even sometimes you ever have stressful dreams. Your trouble is so with you that you dream and you wake up and you're not even rested. You wrestled even in your dreams. Your troubles are with you. And you're wondering, how am I going to get out of this? And, and where is God in the midst of this? And according to the word of God, it says, it says, fear not, for I am with you. So he promises in his word that no matter the cause of the trouble, he's with you. See, it comes down to fear versus faith. See, fear says, God has abandoned me. Fear says, I have no way out of this. Fear says a multitude of things. God's abandoned me. I, don't, I, I can't get out of this. This trouble is overwhelming for me. There, there's, no, there's no help for me. There's no deliverance. We, come, we become like the pride man, the proud man. I can do this myself. We become like the insecure person. Uh, I don't want to be a burden. Or we go back and we think about the times that we've been let down and we find ourselves in fear. See, that's the thing that happens immediately when trouble comes upon us is we become fearful because we've lost control. See, when it's smooth sailing, faith is easy. But when the, when the waters get rough and the winds begin to blow and the storm hits you, that's when your faith is really being tested. Okay, it's one thing, fear is going to be present. But the fact is, are you going to overcome fear with faith or, are you gonna, or is fear going to overcome your faith? See, so fear says, God, where are you? Faith says, God is, a, is my refuge and strength and ever-present help in time of trouble. Faith says, do not fear, for I am with you. Faith says, God will not abandon me, even though I'm in the midst of trials. God will not abandon me. So God says to you, chill out. Faith says to you, God, where, um, fear says to you, God, where are you? Faith says, God is our refuge and strength. You know, a few months back, uh, I remember it was, it was March, and I was on my way to work, and I was just uh, stopped at the, uh, the stop sign at South Quaker Road, and I began to go, and all of a sudden, I heard a pop on my tire. And um, mostly when I, when I drive to work, I, I, don't, I just, in the winter time, I just wear a, I just wear a hoodie because we have something in the car called heat. So I don't see the need to wear a winter coat inside the car, nor a mask when I'm driving. <laughs> Especially when I'm by myself. <laughs> That's just me. You do you, boo. But here it was. So I get out, and, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm a master mechanic, you know. I mean, like, I, I know things. So I, I feel around the tire, and the, and the tire feels good. You know, I know how to, 
I know how to uh, change a tire and you know, I know how to change oil. And when there's a gauge on the, on the dashboard, it says E, I know how to move it to F. That's about the skills of my mechanic. All right, so I'm feeling, uh, all right, it feels good. I get back in the car and I drive and I get to about West Road and the, the tire pressure light comes on. I'm like, ah. So I pull out my little, um, put it in the cigarette lighter, uh, air compressor. Told you I'm a master mechanic. And I put the thing in and the tire just stays flat. So I'm like, ah, oh. so I know. So I got to open the trunk. I got to pull out. The, and it's freezing cold. Not only is it freezing cold, now it starts to snow. Yeah, I was happy. Oh, I was joyful. The joy of the Lord was my strength. You know, now I'm, I'm standing. And not only is it cold, but now you're touching metal in the cold with no gloves, trying to get, you know, and me, I'm, I'm so muscular and I can get these lugs off. You know, so I get, the, I get the lugs off. I get everything there and I'm going to pull the tire off and the tire stuck to the axle. I know. What now? So I'm like, what am I going to do? Oh. So now I haven't prayed. I haven't, you know, not even blaming God. A flat tire is a flat tire. It's a, it's a, little, tr it's a little trouble. You know, it's not devastating. It's a, it's, it happens. It's an, it's an annoyance. So I go, right, let me call, let me call this state trooper. Let me just get somebody to come, come help me out. So I call and tell them where I'm at. And they say, all right, we're going to send somebody. And as soon as I hung up the phone, there's this pickup truck coming up the road this way. And the guy gets out and says, you having any trouble? said, yeah, I said, you know, I said, I got the t tire up on, on the jack, but I can't get the tire off. Hold on, I'll help you in just a second. Goes out, pulls out the five-pound mount, right? Bing, gets the tire off. Hey, I could fix your flat for you right here. I could plug it up and get it going for you right now if you like. You know, and I'm like, I, you know, I, you know, I got to travel 60 miles. I don't know this guy from nowhere. So I was like, nah, you know what? I'll head out to the, to the tire store and get a new tire. But thanks for your help. Now, what was that? That was God. That wasn't man. Yes, I went. God was already before me. While I was already on the phone trying to call the state police, God was already sending someone to come and help me. Now, let me ask you, have you been in situations like that? You all are, And all of a sudden, a stranger out of nowhere just comes and helps you. What is that? That's God helping you. Because God doesn't abandon you. Even in the smallest of troubles, God doesn't abandon you. And if he doesn't abandon you in the smallest of troubles, why is he going to abandon you when you're in big trouble? He doesn't abandon his people. So fear says, God, where are you? And faith says that he's a refuge and strength and ever-present help, an ever-present help during trouble. The overwhelming noise of our situation does not limit the presence of God. I want to say that again. The overwhelming noise of our situation does not limit the presence of God. Just because troubles scream real loud doesn't negate the presence of God in your life. The fact of the matter is, is you need to learn how to shut off the noise. Open up your word and find the promises of God that even when you're in trouble, he says, I'm there. And so when the overwhelming noise of our situation, you have to understand something. That doesn't limit the presence of God. We just have to be able to fight through the noise and hear God or wait on God or see God come through. Now, so that's when he says to us, so do not fear for I'm with you. Because he knows that it doesn't take much for us to become fearful. 
One little inconvenience, one little storm, one little situation, and we become shaken to the core. And God says, don't fear. I'm with you. I got you. I'm here. Now, the second thing he wants to let us know um, in this encouragement is he says, do not be dismayed, for I am your God. This is beautiful. He wants you to relax and remember who I am. Wants you to relax and remember who I am. See, he says here, do not be dismayed, for I am your God. God becomes real personable when you're in trouble. See, it says, it says it right there. He didn't come in and say, I'm the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and I'm coming to help you. I'm the God who parted the Red Sea. I'm here to help you. He doesn't bring his resume. He just says to you, I'm your God. You're in trouble? I'm your God. You need help? I'm your God. You know what he's saying? I'm the guy. Right? We all need a guy. I need somebody. God's like, I'm your God. I need healing. I'm your God. I need a breakthrough in my finances. I'm your God. I need trouble with, I need help with my kids. I'm your God. I need, I need help with my grandkids. I'm your God. I need help in my marriage. I'm your God. I need help with my neighbor. I'm your God. God, I need just help with me. Amen? Yeah, listen, I'm, I'm your God. You know, I, I, we all seem to just get ourselves into situations, and, 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 then, and then we ask the, the proverbial question, how did I get here? Well, here's the other thing we ask. Okay, how do I get out of this? That's the wrong questions, the wrong evaluation. See, you're in the situation. Whether you caused it or not, you're in the situation because there's times in life when the situations visit you. Whether you did it, whether you didn't, it doesn't matter. You're in the situation. You have to ask the right question. And the right question is not, how did I get here or how do I get out of it? But God, you promised to be with me in my situation. And I'm asking you right now, help me through the situation. See, the thing is, is we like, we want God to get us out of it. And God says, ah, 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 ah. I'm not going to get you out. I'm going to get you through. See, I like getting through the situation. And I'll tell you why. One, I learn a lot. Two, I get to see God in ways I've never seen him before. His faithfulness, his power, his mercy, his love, his provisions. They're there. They're there. And, and so when we find ourselves in a situation... It's really, it's, it's a time of really when the revelation of God comes through is when God wants to show up and show off. You know, it's like, it's not that I go out looking for trouble. It's not like I go, oh, I'm, I'm going to do this and God's going to get me out of it. That's not, the, that's not, I hope that's not the way we go through things. But when we find ourselves in an overwhelming situation that causes pain or confusion or anxiety or dis discouragement, it says here, listen, do not be dismayed. I'm your God. See, what happens is when we find ourselves in a situation like that, we become irritated. Oh, I'm fun to be. Put a tool in my hand and ask me to fix something in the house. Oh, I am fun to be around. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, 
never mind. <laughs> there are holes in the wall that weren't there when I moved in, drill holes. Okay, that, don't put a drill in my hand. I become irritated. Why do I become irritated? Because all of my weaknesses and insecurities show up because it's not my gift. I'm not mechanical. You, he, he knows. I, I, had to have, I can't even put a doll, Christmas, I gotta bring doll houses to get to you. Hey, because I don't even have, the ADD in me doesn't even have the patience to look at the instructions. And then they give you, here's what they give you, a little Allen wrench to put this thing together. Pastor Rick, my wife bought Isabel another dollhouse. Can I come over to your house for Christmas Eve? Right, yeah, yeah, come on. And it's, it's, yeah, yeah, come on over. So he gets the drill. And all he tells me is, hold this. Hold this. Hold this. Because he knows. Drill, Mike, dangerous. Yeah, type, ah. but, the, but it's the truth. And, and so why, why do I say that? Because when we find ourselves in trouble and we can't help ourselves out of it, we become insecure. And when we become insecure and we have nothing to rely on in and of ourselves, what happens? We become irritated. And not only do we become irritated and fun to be around, but we become irrational. Let me get out the wallet and pull out the credit card. Let's see if we can get out of this. We become irrational. We start looking for the exits. We start trying to figure out ways out of the situation. All right, well, if I call this guy or if I do this, or if I compromise myself here and, and, and do a short end around the situation, I may be able to get myself out of this quicker. We start to try to rely on our savvy. And when we do those things and when we become irrational, we cause ourselves more trouble. And if we end up causing ourselves more trouble, God's saying you don't have to do that because he's saying, hey, listen, do not be dismayed. What's dismayed? Discouraged, anxious, um, depressed, all of these things. When we become all of those emotional things, God says, don't be dismayed. It's like he's saying really, really gently, listen, all right. Don't be dismayed. Don't be discouraged. Don't be depressed. Don't get down on yourself. That's being dismayed. Don't get down on yourself. I'm your God. So what he's saying here is, just listen, when you find yourself in this situation, don't reflect on the problem, reflect on him. Let me ask you something. I've been walking with the Lord 36 years, and I'm going to let you know something. God has never let me down. Never let me down. You know, I remember being the idiot that I was in 20s, when I was in my 20s, thought I knew everything, the party like, yeah, here, here. Okay, so wrecked on drugs. I remember one time, it was either go to the club, and I didn't want to. I knew, I was so tired of it. So tired of it. It was the same thing, same people, same music, same situation. Ugh. But I had, I didn't, I remember going into an alleyway, going behind a bunch of garbage cans, and getting on my knees and praying, and saying, God, help, I'm tired of this. Do you know what God said? Go home. Wow. What a revelation. 
How profound. Let me tell you something. I didn't even think of it. What a great idea. Go home. Do you know what I said to God? I don't want to. I'm lonely. But do you understand what I'm saying? Okay, did God, well, you're on your own. No. What did he do? He helped me. What did he do? He started sending people my way. What did he do? He actually, I remember being in a club one time, and people come up and witness to me on the dance floor. All right, God, I, I remember praying, but please, now you're getting annoying. <laughs> what was he doing? He started chasing me down. Why did he want to chase me down? Because he knew somewhere along the line I was going to get weary, and I was going to turn around and say, okay, God, you win. Where do I go? Teen challenge. Do you understand what I'm saying? God will help. It, it, the situation doesn't dictate the faithfulness of God. It doesn't dictate the power of God. It doesn't dictate the mercy of God. It doesn't dictate the deliverance of God. Your trouble is your situation, but God is your God. So, reflect on him, not it. Ask yourself this question the next time you're in need of help. Has God ever failed me? So if God has never failed you and you're in a situation you're in, then don't look at the situation. Look at God and let him get you out of it. So when your problems become more when your problems become powerful, God becomes personal. All right? He's the Lord, your God. And that's what he said here. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. So I've given you two, two encouragements from God. I want to give you three promises. The first one is he says, I will strengthen you. The devil wants to use your problem to weaken you. God promises to take your problem and use it to make you strong. Hold on a second. See, I know. The devil said, the devil wants to use your problems to weaken you. See, people without a relationship with Jesus, their problems overcome them. See, people without a relationship with Jesus, their problems overcome them. Okay? They either get hooked on drugs, they either become alcoholic, or they become dependent on antidepressants, anti anxiety medication. They end up in a situation because they can't handle it. They look for substances to help them escape the pain of life. And because of that, the devil is able to overcome them, and they're never able to overcome the situation in their life. You know, we see marriages where a husband and wife can't, can't be together and function together as a family, and so they, 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 they take the easy way out and they divorce. And they leave behind the carnage of children now that have to live through that. And they set a cycle in motion that may even affect it. It, can, it even affects the generation. And we end up with broken families. See, the devil uses problems to weaken people. But God promises to take your problem and use it to make you strong. He says personally, I will strengthen you. It's in his word. I didn't make it up. Fear not, for I'm with you. Be not dismayed. I'm your God. I will strengthen you. Hey, wait a minute. You mean this thing that the, that the enemy was going to take to weaken me? You're going to use it to make me strong? Absolutely. And so stop looking. I'm sorry. Let me, let me do this again. So he promises to give you strength. See, we have an eternal guarantee that he will give you strength in the midst of your trouble. He is an eternal guarantee. Isaiah 41.10 wasn't written last week. Was written thousands of years ago, before we were ever born. Well, most of us. I'm not looking at anyone. 
But think about it. Isaiah was written thousands of years ago. The eternal promise of God that he says, I will strengthen you, stands the test of time. So when you find yourself in trouble, God says, it doesn't matter. Don't focus on the trouble. Understand that in the midst of the trouble, I'm going to be with you. And when I'm with you, I'm going to strengthen you. You may, go, you, may be, you may start out this problem bleeding like a sheep, but I'm going to have you at the end roaring like a lion. So you could start out weak as a sheep, and you can. Ooh, oh God. We've been there. I don't know what to do. I don't know how to get. Oh, God, help. Okay. Next thing you know, oh, God, thank you for the grace and the strength that you've given me to, to overcome this. Thank you for the strength that you've given me in the midst of it. You're faithful. You're loving. You're kind. You're generous. You're patient. You're good. What's that? That's a roar. That's a roar. That's a roar. We start out whimpering. But if we let God in, we end up roaring. We look at a situation, it looks like it's gotten us, and then all of a sudden, I'm roaring at the situation, and I know you don't got me, it's got, God's got it. You don't have me. And so we have to understand something. He says, I'll strengthen you. So we have an eternal guarantee that he will give us strength. What's his next promise? He promises to help you. See, we have to stop looking for the exits when trouble visits. Well, what are the exits? Hello? Yeah. Uh, um, uh, can you help me? Uh, I, I'm, I'm in trouble. Or let me go on Facebook and tell people all I'm going through right now. And let me post it so people can feel sorry for me. Right? Let me post my problems on Facebook. Yeah, that's good. All right? Let me see how many likes I can get for my problems. <laughs> see, we look for the exits. How can I get out of this? You know, or we try to ignore the problem. Oh, it'll go away if I just ignore it. Uh-uh. And, and so, or, or, or we just, we, we try again. We try to spend our way out of it. And there is really, see, what God is saying here is, look, I'm going to help you. You don't need to look for the exits. You don't need to post on, on, on wherever you post about your problems. I'm your problem solver. See, you don't need to call someone now. If you'll get quiet, okay, and you'll allow the noise to settle down, I'll speak to you and I'll tell you exactly who you need to line yourself with to get you out of it. See, sometimes we're so quick to call a relative, to call, to call a brother or a sister, or sometimes we're real quick to call the pastor. And he's only one man. And he can't handle all of our problems. Do you understand what I'm saying? He's one man, and he's got a family too, and he's got a life too. And I, I'm not saying there are times when we, but maybe we need to hear from the Lord first and then pick up the phone. And then make the call. Well, here's the other thing that God does that's amazing. He doesn't use any of that. He sends a complete stranger your way to help you. Or you're in, you're in the midst of, of church, and all of a sudden you're having a conversation with someone, and someone overhears and comes over and says, hey, you know, I, 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 didn't mean to, I don't mean to 
get in on the situation, but let me tell you something. I, I overheard what you were saying. It was an earshot of me. And I went through the exact same thing. Let me help you. That's my God. That's my God. That's your God. See, God, God, God is already ahead of your situation. The only thing is, is you don't need to panic. You don't need to look for the exits. You just need to be still and know that I am God. So he says, I'll help you. And let me tell you something. Who better to help than God? I will lift up my eyes to the hills from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord. Hold on, hold on. The maker of heaven and earth. Listen, you can come to me for help, but I didn't make heaven and earth. You could come to him for help, but he didn't make heaven and earth. I could go to you for help. You didn't make heaven and earth. Who better to help you when you're in trouble than the maker of heaven and earth? The one who put the stars in the sky, the sun, the, the planets, the earth, the mountains, the sea, the creatures, everything. That guy wants to help you. That guy wants to help you. Not only does he want to help you, he can help you. Oh, maybe I should go see a doctor. The best thing a doctor has is a certificate that tells you where he graduated from. God's certificate says the maker of heaven and earth. No one else holds that distinction but him. Amen. So he says he'll help you. So stop looking for the exits. Stop trying to run away. It says, let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy, so that we may receive mercy and find grace and help in our time of need, Hebrews 4.16. So instead of running from God, we need to learn what, how to run to God. See, sometimes what we do is God's our last resort. I'll run everywhere and to everyone, and then last, I'll run to the throne of grace. And God's saying, if you run to the throne of grace first, you're going to find mercy and grace, and I'm going to be there to help you in your time of need. All right, and then he says here, so do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will, help, I will help you. Then he says, I'll uphold you with my righteous right hand. Okay, uh, the last promise from God here. It's not only, he's not only going to take hold of the situation, he's going to take hold of you. See, something's taking hold of you, and you can't take hold of it because it is more stronger than you and is overcoming you. And what is God saying? I'll not only take hold of the situation, but I'll take hold of you in the midst of it. And so he promises to take hold of you. So he's not only going to take care of the situation, he's going to take care of you in the situation. That's good news. Amen. So there's comfort in knowing God's got both my problem in the palm. He's, not only, he's got my problem and me in the palm of his hand. I want to close with this. You may be facing a habit or a trauma that causes you trouble that you can't seem to shake. There's a ministry at Full Gospel Center, and it's called Celebrate Recovery. almost forgot it. Okay? Sometimes there's traumas that hit us when we were young. And we're afraid to go to that place of pain. And so we'll numb that pain. And there's a myriad of ways that we numb that pain. Okay, we... It may be alcohol, it may be antidepressants, it may be something. It could even be pornography. We use something to numb the pain of something that's happened in our life that we really can't fully identify, but we know we've been wounded. 
But instead of going to a place where other people who were wounded have found themselves getting better, we hide. And God wants to say to you, listen, there's a ministry at Full Gospel Center called Celebrate Recovery. I want to help you. I want to surround you with people that not only will love you, but will also hold the confidence of what you're going through. So I've, there's a safe place. We're all into safe places all of a sudden. And I want to tell you about a safe place. Celebrate Recovery is a safe place for you to come and open up the places of wounds in your life and re finally receive that healing that you've been desiring for a long, long time. And it meets on Tuesdays. It meets on Tuesdays at 6.30. That's coffee time. That's where you can come and introduce yourself and say hello. And then uh, Brother Tom and, and others, they minister here, and they've been doing it now for how many years? Three and a half years, okay? Get yourself unstuck. Get yourself free. Celebrate Recovery is here for you. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Father, I thank you for each and every person in here. Lord, I don't know the troubles of any individual here, but you do, and you put this word together to encourage them, to help them, and to bring them through. So, Lord, whatever the situations may be in our life, Lord, may you help in each and every one of us. May the testimony of the Lord be glorious in our lives for every way that he's brought us through and will bring us through. In Jesus' name, amen.